So with the recent spate of femicide and rape cases in South Africa, right, um, it's obviously, well, it's not obviously, it has, it has sparked social media users to name and shame their alleged offenders online. I think a lot of us have seen that there are some Twitter accounts which have been exposing alleged uh, rapists by posting their names and pictures. We now want to learn the legalities mm. about, um, you know, doing such on social media and on the line. We've got Sarah Hoffman. She is digital. She's from Digital Law Company. Sarah? Hi there. Thanks for having me. Good afternoon. Sarah, you know, I, I'm, on, I'm seriously on the fence about this because, you know, with the low conviction rate, um, rape rate, you know, in South Africa, I understand the frustration because women don't get support and you feel like you're on your own. But also the consequences of naming and shaming they, they, you know, consequences for for also the the person that is the alleged rapist can't be nice. Absolutely, um, I'm I'm totally with you, and it's it's really been such a fascinating few days because exactly as you said, I mean, the, the frustrations with our current legal system, the cost involved, the time involved, if you are the victim of a sexual offence, um, it's terribly challenging, and I totally understand the hesitancy the hesitancy on the part of a victim of a sexual offence to actually go through our legal system with all the challenges in place. However, what we've just seen being going on on social media the last few days with the proliferation of these hashtag am I next accounts or help survivors or uh, there's a new account springing up every day. Um, But what we are seeing is a lot of people who claim that they've been falsely accused of rape, of a sexual offence. And in such an instance that, you know, the harm and the damage done from a reputational perspective, from a legal perspective, is really, really Irreversible. Severe. And irreversible, irreversible. as well. Irre- absolutely irreversible. So um, I-, I cannot tell you, our office has been absolutely inundated for the past two days with, with so many people who've come forward and said, I don't know who this person is. I've never heard of this person. I've never sexually assaulted anybody. I've never raped anybody. I have no idea what the truth is to these allegations. And now 20,000 people have seen this post. What must I do? And also, Sarah, I think another frustrating thing is these 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 people are um, you know accusing these alleged rapists, right, um, anonymously. And so Absolutely. the person can't respond because they don't know whom they're speaking to. Their name is just splashed all over social media. There are no charges, no formal charges that have actually been placed against them. What what Absolutely. can they do? Well, that's an absolutely brilliant and on-point question. So there are legal remedies available. Um, if you do find yourself anonymously named and shamed on a Twitter account, well, there's a couple of things you can think about. If you know who is behind the um, account that is publishing the content, because most of these accounts are started by individuals and then they simply receive DMs saying X, Y, and Z raped me and they don't take any steps to verify the accuracy of that information. They simply share it on their platform. So if you do um, know who's behind that account and in some of the accounts, the people responsible have not hidden their identities. If you know who's behind them, you could take legal action against the person behind that account because they have a responsibility to, um, you know, for all the content published from that account. So, you know, you could... So they they should be verifying the information. They absolutely should be verifying the information they post. And they need to prove that the information is true and in the public interest. So... 
if, if it's information about a sexual offense, it's absolutely in the public interest. Yeah. However, they would need to be able to prove that that information is true. And I'm afraid that it seems most of the people with accounts such as these are not taking any steps at all to verify the accuracy of the information. They're simply getting a DM saying, this person raped me and simply publishing it on their Twitter account then and there. So there are, there are legal steps you can take against the person responsible for the account if you know who it is. You could lay a charge of criminal injuria, infringement of dignity. There's also recourse under the Protection from Harassment Act um, in terms of obtaining a protection order against mm-hmm. the person behind the account. If you don't know who's behind the account, it's a little bit more complicated. You can still go and lay a charge of criminal injuria against the, an anonymous person and use that information to try and compel Twitter to provide the identity of the people behind the account. Um, so there are legal remedies available. However, as you mentioned right at the beginning, the biggest problem is that we're seeing is people's reputation is taking a huge knock. Mm. And even though some of the legal processes are quite quick and some of them aren't even costly, uh, I think people's greatest concern is their reputation. Eesh. Jobs are being lost. Contracts are being, you know, ended. Uh, we've had clients who've been sponsored by big brands and they're withdrawing their endorsements. They don't want to be associated with people. So, so I think often people do need to manage these things from a reputational perspective. Mm. What about accounts who have a disclaimer saying that, you know, um, retweets are not an endorsement or, you know, these views are not our own. We just merely, um, very, you know, sharing the information that has been sent to us by a victim. Is that, an, is that an, enough to serve as protection? Absolutely not. Um, you know, we've got a, an age-old concept in our law called the chain of publication. And what it essentially means is that anybody who can be shown to be in the chain of publication somehow responsible in some way for publishing the content or increasing the reach of the content is responsible. Um, so we cannot consider those disclaimers to be some sort of a magic wand that would absolve people of liability. At the end of the day, the people behind these accounts are the people publishing the information. Mm. And if they haven't taken steps to verify the accuracy of the information, they could be responsible legally for the information that they've published. And then what about people who just retweet? If I'm curious enough and I want to share with my friends, am I also in violation of that person's dignity? That's a great question. So, so we have, you know, again, it, aligned with that concept of the chain of publication, people who retweet, people who share other people's content, you can be as responsible as the person who originally posted it. You know, we've seen cases where someone might post something and it gets very little traction. Perhaps it's got, you know, one or two shares. And then somebody with a huge social media following will go and retweet, which substantially increases the reach and the harm done by their content. Sure. That person is absolutely in the chain of publication and responsible for publishing that content. All right. Sarah Hoffman, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you've thank clarified you so much, a Nancy. lot of issues for us.